0: I have a $2.8 million house that I got for $5,000 on an option.
1: Welcome my friend to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless and before we get into the show in today's episode, which I know you'll get a lot of value from because we stay out of all the fluffy stuff and we get straight into the good stuff of real estate investing advice. I want to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, and that's Patch of Land. Uh, They are making this show possible, and they're making tons of flipping projects possible all across the country. If you don't know about Patch of Land, then they are the number one company to go to for uh, projects that you're flipping. Uh, because they have all the money available right now. Um, once you get approved for your your deal and yourself as a sponsor or a borrower, um, you're going to be funded by them. And then they go raise the money through their crowdfunding platform. So you don't have to worry about all that. They'll take care of the, the money and the funding for you. You just have to worry about making sure your project's a success. Uh, they've got something really cool for you. So um, if you are just learning about crowdfunding, uh, they've come up with a guide. It's called the Top 10 Crowdfunding Questions Guide. And they're all the the questions that you might be asking yourself. And they're all the answers. They don't leave you hanging. They got answers too. All the answers to those those 10 crowdfunding questions. So you can go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get that guide. Uh, And if you think you know everything about crowdfunding, I'd check this guide out just in case because there are some interesting aspects that you'll learn. So go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get that guide. Hi Best Ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless and we have got a treat for you today. We're actually gonna talk about an interesting sales method called the Guts sales method that our best ever guest, Claude Diamond, created and he's gonna talk about. Before he gets into that, just a little bit about Claude. Well, first off, Claude, how's it going?
0: It's going great, Joe, and thank you. Is that really your name, Claude Diamond and Joe Fairless? (laughs) <laughs> we got some great names here, dude.
1: Yeah, we could have a, a good law firm, Diamond and Fairless.
0: Oh, I like it. But I'm a recovering attorney also. I don't think I told you that in the pre-interview.
1: Yeah, okay. Fair enough, fair I'm enough. I'm
0: 10-step well. program. <laughs> well,
1: hopefully you're on the, the later end of those steps so we can talk more real estate versus boring law stuff, right?
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> Well, Claude just a little bit about him. He's been re- investing in real estate since his 20s and he owns properties in multiple places all over the country. And an interesting thing he mentioned to me before the show is that they're all debt-free, so there's no mortgage on them. He spends his time both in Winter Park, Colorado, where he is right now, and then yep. also San Diego, California. And you know, he's he's done a lot of different types of type of creative financing in real estate, from lease option to and lease purchase to um, a subject to. So he's run the gamut with that, and um, excited to to talk to you, Claude. So with that being said, you want to get the best several listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on.
0: I've been a private investor. I am a recovering attorney. Did corporation stuff and discovered I had a passion for real estate loved real estate. And uh, I was very fortunate. I met a gentleman who was phenomenally successful in real estate. Uh, He was my mentor, Max. I've written a couple books about him. The mentor teaches guts, the mentor teaches success. And I learned a lot of things about leverage, controlling real estate, Getting away from tenants and turlets and and all that stuff that I was no good at anyway, what he really told me of was about what he taught me was about the power of persuasion. I was a really rotten salesperson, and uh, Jody, you want me to tell you the truth or a lie to your audience today?
1: Well, I think that's a rhetorical question, right.
0: Basically, but uh, we don't always get the truth. I like to tell the truth. The reason There's a lot of failure in creative real estate. A lot of people spend a great deal of money on books, tapes, seminars, and all kinds of overpriced programs. And I think the one reason most people fail is not through intelligence or lack of trying. It is because they don't understand sales and contemporary marketing today. Sales, the power of persuasion, is getting people to like you, to trust you, to respect you, to want to do business with you so you blow away the competition all day long. And I think unless you give good phone and you want have a system of sales, you're doomed to fail in creative real estate. How's that for an opener?
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think there's specific tactics that people can learn but without knowing how to package those tactics up in a a conversation, really less about a presentation, I think it's probably a conversation, then we're doomed for failure.
0: Absolutely. And you said one of the words, presentation. I have some in my gut sales method, which stands for great unorthodox techniques of sales and success. We don't give presentations, no presentations, no asking for the order, no scripts. I love it. How about that? How about just talking to people and saying, hi, Mr. Fairless. My name is Claude Diamond. I have your number in front of me. Is your property still available, sir? Would it be all right to ask you some questions to see if we could do business today, sir? Yeah. Right up front, baby. You know, right there. Instead of sounding goofy or manipulative or, you know, and I think most people... Who are trying so hard to get into this business, who spend a fortune on marketing and educational materials, get on the phone and step on their own tongue in the first 15 seconds, Joe. And that's why the failure rate is so high in this business. It's all about sales, the power of persuasion, understanding how to speak to people in an adult-to-adult conversation, so you go to the bank a lot more often, and you don't get that rejection every day. Are we all sick of that? When I first started, I'm the former world's worst salesman, Joe, truth be told. I promised I'd tell the truth. I was horrible, Joe. If it was any excuse, I couldn't find a parking space or, I, um, or it was raining outside and I forgot my umbrella, I would turn my car on and go back home. That's how much I hated sales and the rejection from the prospects.
1: Can you talk about each of the steps? Let's do that. Can you talk about each of the steps in the, the sure. Guts selling method and Absolutely. walk us through each of them?
0: Absolutely. Guts is about three basic simple steps. Agenda, qualification commitment close. An agenda is basically a prelude where we introduce the prospect. We give them a little roadmap and say, Mr. Mr. Fairless, I'd like to ask you some questions. Then you ask me some. And if we can do business today, that's great. And I want you to feel comfortable enough to say no to me if we can't do business. Uh, you don't have to say you'll think about it or get back to me or you're going to speak with your lovely spouse. We can just say no and still be friends. Is that all right with you, sir?
1: Cool. So, agenda qualification commit. That's just an agenda, then, right? That's
0: just the agenda in that in that step. And I know we don't, this is a short interview, I'm going to try to go through it fast. We, I basically set the premise of what's going to happen. I'm going to ask you questions, you're going to ask me questions, if we can do business great, if not, it's over. I get to fire you politely by setting up that agenda step. Have you ever met a salesperson anywhere, Joe, who told you, you have permit? it's okay for you to say no, we don't have to lie or, or say we'll think about it, or send me some more material? Did you ever have anyone tell you to, it's okay to say no? no. I haven't.
1: No. Mm-mm.
0: I'm still waiting. Why do you think I do that, Joe? I don't know. You tell me. I think we gain trust because I think we we also throw the prospect off balance. I think we gain trust. And part of persuasion is likability and trust, not sounding like the other 99% who say, hi, I, wanna, I want you to give me your property. I want you to hold the mortgage. I want you to refinance and give me some cash. And then I'll put strangers and rent it out for you. You're going to die in the first 15 seconds by speaking to people like that. What I'm trying to do is utilize persuasion, get a connection with them, set some ground rules, and do it in a a casual way. And that's the agenda. The next step, the qualification, is where I ask you questions. Now, this is the meat and potatoes of success in sales. Learning to ask questions, but don't ask questions like you're cross-examining someone. Use stroking, use nurturing, use empathy. so that they feel good about the questions, and then they can ask you questions. They can ask you questions, and you can get to a point where you both either make it, where you feel good about each other and you make a decision. Because part of sales or persuasion is getting that person to say, hey, this guy's okay. He's a straight arrow. He's not playing any games. I think I like him. And if you have likability, you get to trust. You get to trust. You close more deals.
1: Yeah, you, know, you mentioned ask you ask a question you use empathy, you get them to kind of you relate to them. What specific questions do you ask them on a call whenever you're meeting them for the first time that gets you to the point where you have that type of relationship with them? And the reason why I ask that is because, you know, our listeners run the gamut from storage units, you know, investing in storage units to multifamily like myself, where mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily, you know, get on the phone with single family home buyer or sellers, but I can use these techniques for other conversations I have perhaps with Absolutely. owners of larger apartment communities. So that's why I'm asking, how do you quickly connect with them? I mean, what questions do you ask?
0: Well, that's a good point you brought up, Joe. I was in residential real estate. I still am. But the funny thing is, when I invented guts for creative real estate, I started getting people from other areas of real estate, like you just mentioned. Okay, commercial, uh, uh, all different kinds. I work with one of the largest commercial real estate firms in New York City right now. And uh, I found that in life insurance, car sales, all different people could utilize guts. It's a different way of selling where we don't feel rejected, humiliated, and we don't waste a lot of time driving a car around, buying lattes. The questions I ask people are very straightforward with a lot of stroking and nurturing. Joe, you, first I ask permission. Joe, do I, you mind if I ask you a few questions? Why are you selling this beautiful home? Why are you selling your building? Do you have a time frame for it? Do you have some numbers in, in mind that you could share with me? Do you have a mortgage on this property? And what is that monthly obligation, if you don't mind me asking? What is the monthly rent in your marketplace? Can you help me out with these things? And, Joe, if you got the right price or terms for what you were looking for, would you be the person in authority to do business today? I want to get as much information. Joe, I even have a three-minute timer. I'm holding it up right now. You can't see it. In three minutes, I want to have an idea, okay? is Are you someone I can do business with today, or are we just having a kumbaya moment? Got it. Okay. this is. I'm doing this real fast. Guts takes practice. I work with people all over the world in 14 different countries, and every day I meet with a, usually four to eight people on Skype, and all we do is role play, and we practice. and practice. To get good at sales, which is the million-dollar skill, you got to practice it just like any sport, anything you want to be good at. And I think this is the big gap in our real estate business. People, some people have a natural charismatic skill. People like me had to learn it and practice it. And I was so lucky I had a mentor who would pick up the phone and do real estate deals all day long because he understood how to speak to people and make them feel good and get the information he needed to determine whether or not he had a deal or a waste of time. Me, when I first started, Joe, I'd get in my car, I'd do free consulting, I'd buy people lattes and dinner, and I was making bubkis. You remember that word in New York City? It means nothing. (laughs) And I wanted to work smart and I wanted to make a lot of money because that's why I got into real estate. And no matter how much knowledge or information I was giving out to people, I was not closing deals. I was not reaching my financial goals. And I was wasting so much time and I was getting so frustrated sending materials and drawing up contracts to people who never had an intent to do business with me until I learned from Max how to speak to people, how to ask questions, how to get to that likability content.
1: So now we're at commitment.
0: Commitment. Basically, you summarize. A Commitment is only summarization. And what you do is you review with the prospect while stroking and nurturing. I'll demonstrate. Joe, you've been very generous with the information. If I understand it uh, correctly, you want to rent your, you need to sell your house for uh, half a million dollars, and that's the fair market price. But if I can, if I was willing to give you that price, but asked you if we could do a two-year uh, rent-to-own at two thousand dollars a month with five thousand dollars down, would you be comfortable with that for us to do a deal today?
1: And what if they say I'm not sure?
0: You're not allowed to say I'm sure, Joe. Because we, Joe, I don't want you to worry about my feelings. Uh, let's do what's right for you. In the beginning, remember what I said. It's okay to say no to me. When people say to me, I'm not sure. And maybe they just want to say no, and God bless you, Joe. Just say no to me before we go, Joe. Is there any way? Is there anything I can do to help you? Be sure.
1: No, I just need to run the numbers, and okay. I, need, I need to sit with it and think about it a little bit.
0: You're not allowed to think about it, Joe. Okay, then no. Okay, thank you, Joe. Joe, now that it's over, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Before I go. Yep. Joe, you wanted to sell. What's the one thing you would need from me in order for us to do a deal today? Is there anything I can do before I leave?
1: No. Like I mentioned, I just need to run the numbers on my spreadsheet and sit with it for a little bit and see, see what it looks like.
0: Okay. You couldn't run those numbers and get back to me by 10 o'clock tomorrow so we could do business, right?
1: Uh, maybe.
0: Is that maybe yes or maybe no?
1: Yeah, I, I think I can do that.
0: You think or you know, Joe?
1: We'll see. I don't know. Well, let me let me get back Joe, to you.
0: let's be adults here. If you can't say no, I will. I'd like to do business with you today. But when people say to me, I'll think or maybe or run the numbers, I think they're just worried about my feelings and you'd just rather say no to me. Why don't we just say it's over, Joe?
1: Okay. Well, let's- l- hey, you l-
0: gentleman, Joe. Thank you for your time and I wish you well. Bye-bye. <laughs> Joe- And I'm not going to use the words I want to use. I learned this from Max. It's not F me. It's F you. Because if I go out and get the you know what kicked out of me every day, how can I stay in this business and make the money and have the fun I want? I told you it's different, Joe.
1: Yeah, I like that. It's funny.
0: It's Joe. So, Joe, you did a beautiful role play. Thank you. That was brilliant. Because that's real world. And I like that.
1: Now you're just stroking my ego and nurturing me.
0: You're right. You learn. See how learn fast you learn?
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we've got the commitment. What about the close?
0: That was basically the close. And what I yeah. did is a term I invented or I stole it from my mentor. It's called firing the prospect. Okay. So at that point – Uh, The close is the summarization and I basically review and I say, Joe, can we move forward today? And you say yes, no, or I'll think about it. And then I have to fix it or fire you. And at that point in one phone call, sometimes two, I can close you on a very large real estate deal. And I've done it in one phone call with people where I get a tentative or a full commitment or at least a commitment for another meeting or for a, a contract to send you with another meeting tomorrow. The thing about it is, time is our friend or our enemy. And how often do we get involved in these real estate deals with prospects who are manipulative or lying to us because they see us as the traditional sales, piece, a smarmy sales guy?
1: Yeah. What do you mean by time's our friend or our enemy?
0: Well, what's the difference between a millionaire and everybody else? A millionaire has 24 God-given, 24 God-given hours just like everyone else. But a millionaire puts more emphasis on their time. They value their 24 hours, and they do not tolerate someone lying to them or manipulating them. All I want is friendly adult-to-adult conversations, and I want to get rid of all the superfluous BS that's normally in sales. I change the environment, I change the world, and I change my finances.
1: When you prepare for calls, I mean, clearly you have a lot of energy and you you bring that whenever you talk. Do you naturally have that energy or do you do certain exercises prior to having conversations with people?
0: You know, it's a great question. Thank you. And that wasn't a stroke. I love what I, I'm, I think part of success is doing something you love. I love what I do. I love this business. I love the comfort and security it's given my family. I love that I can work from home and live in beautiful places. So my energy is natural. Having said that, I'm a health nut. I like to run every day, swim every day. I I drink my carrot juice and buy a lot of apples and things like that. I think you have to have very high energy to be successful in this business. I think you have to have a system, so you're working smart. I think you have to love this business to be successful in it. It can't just be work. I love wheeling and dealing. I love negotiating. Maybe it's in my DNA. I don't know.
1: Got it. Well, that's interesting, um, and that's that's kind of illuminating on your background and um, one taking care of yourself because I I believe that if you know I'm a huge Tony Robbins fans and fan and he talks about emotion, you know what motion creates motion or emotion. With with emotion, what is it? What does he say? The more you move, I tell you what he says. The more you move, the more emotion you'll feel, and I believe that. So you know, kind of the more that you're up and running and, and doing different things, the more emotion that you'll feel, and the more animated that you'll be during conversations, and the more things you'll get done.
0: You have to be an omnivore in this business, um, an, an omnivert, excuse me, not an omnivore. An omnivert is the cross between an extrovert and an introvert. Sometimes you have to listen and learn, and sometimes you got to be the squeaky wheel. You, being assertive, being aggressive is not a negative term in my vocabulary. Uh, sometimes you've you got to go for it. You've got to pick up the phone. You've got to do your marketing. Um, You've got to be aggressive in this business uh, because if you sit around waiting for the phone to ring because you mailed out 10,000 yellow letters, you're going to die. You're going to listen to the crickets all day long.
1: All right, Claude, what's your best real estate investing advice ever?
0: Number one, get a mentor. And when I say a mentor... I mean, someone who is successful in their own right, a self-made millionaire or, or higher, someone who has done business honestly and ethically, someone who is accountable to you, who will answer the phone. I have a pet peeve out there for a lot of trainers who hide their phone number and just say, "Give me, give me," but don't give back to the don't give back to the people who, who well meaningly want to learn this business so find the right teacher in an accountable way so that you can learn this business number two learn a sales system so that you have fun talking to nice people all day long i talk to the greatest people in the in the world joe i love you know we have great conversations do i do business with all of them of course not but i have these great conversations cuz i understand the power of persuasion and asking questions. And number 3, you'll like this one. Become learn everything you can about social media marketing because that is the game changer in 2015.
1: On uh, number 2, you said, you know, some people you do business with, some people you don't obviously. Yeah. Do you have a system for following up with people who do say no and you do fire or do you just leave them alone?
0: When I say fire, what I really mean is that about 75% of the people I speak to, I'm not I'm not going to do business. They don't need what I'm selling or they don't want to do a real estate deal. They don't have the money or they can't finance it. They don't have the authority or the character to make a commitment. I take scrupulous notes and I put them into Evernote, which is my all-time favorite CR, um, CRM system. Is it CRM? I believe so. Yep. And I put all my notes in there with audio and video and links and emails. So that one I and then I put a calendar follow up. So if I talk to Joe and he says, no, no, no. But Joe, uh, maybe I'll call Joe back in 30 days and I'll have all my notes in front of me. And now Joe and I are not strangers anymore. Quick role play, Joe. Yes, yeah, sir. Sure. Hi, Joe. Claude Diamond, you probably don't remember me, but we spoke about 30 days ago. You must have sold that beautiful property by now, right, Joe?
1: Yeah, I do remember you because I remember your last name oh, and there, thank I,
0: you.
1: <laughs> and, uh, I, ha- I you. yeah, I, I haven't sold it.
0: Oh, um, I was the guy. We had a conversation and you were talking about spreadsheets and things like that. I sent you an offer. I don't know if you had a chance to review it. I was wondering if you and I could see if we could get back on track again today and do some business.
1: Yeah, sure. Let's talk. Let me get my spreadsheet.
0: There you go. Off the role play. I have my notes. I'm not a stranger anymore. We're not as far apart. We're a little bit closer. I call it the Claude barometer. We probably left the phone call on a three or a four. Now we're having another conversation. You know me, I followed up with you. I know your dog's name is Spot and your wife is Betty Lou or whatever. And maybe now we're a five or six and I can get you up to an eight, nine, or 10. It's about familiarity, it's about good notes, it's about follow-up.
1: You ready for the best ever lightning round? Let's go. All right, first a quick word from our best ever partners crowdfunding you've heard about it now it's time for you to learn about it our best ever sponsor today patch of land they're the leading expert in the crowdfunding space and they've got all the answers to all of your crowdfunding questions go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions that's p-a-t-c-h-o-f-l-a-n-d.com forward slash best ever Best ever listeners like me, I suspect you're also a student of the real estate game because I I suspect that because you're listening to the podcast and um, you're looking for uh, real estate investing advice to help you move your business forward. And if you check out episode 188, if you haven't already, it's with uh, my friend Joe Stampone. And Joe has, he he manages over $500 million dollars of properties and he's done over 36 transactions. Joe knows his stuff and he has a website called a student of the real estate game. And if you go there, uh, so go to a student of the real estate game.com forward slash best ever, and you'll receive all sorts of cool content that he's aggregated just for you, um, and the best ever community. He, he has information from top resources on learning to model real estate deals to uh, 68 challenges of starting and growing a real estate firm. Um, he's got uh, t- a blog titled What We Learned Over Four Years of Running Our Own Real Estate Investment Firm. All sorts of good stuff. And it's, it's a non-sales environment. He just wants to give good information and um, share it from all the things that he's learned I promise you you're going to get a lot out of it I do I'm, I'm reading every one of these blog posts and I'm learning something from each one of them go check it out A student of the real estate gamecom forward slash best ever Claude what's the best ever book you've read?
0: Games People Play by Dr. Eric Byrne
1: Who's the best ever influence in your
0: life? My mentor, Max.
1: Best ever personal growth experience and what'd you learn from it?
0: Running the New York City Marathon five times. I learned I could do anything if I put my mind to it.
1: Five times in a row?
0: Five times in a row.
1: Like you finished and then you ran it four more times?
0: I ran it well, no. (laughs) Oh, jeez. You don't know how bad I felt after the first one. (laughs) I still run marathons, half marathons. I do mountain climbing. I swim every day. And I'm a heck of a lot older than you, I think. But you know, the thing is, you can do anything if you put your mind to it, you know, and you focus intently.
1: Best ever deal you've done?
0: Oh gosh, my house in Colorado. I have a $2.8 million house that I got for $5,000 on an option.
1: We've got to explain that a little bit more.
0: We have time? Yeah. Basically, I'm a skier. We came to Colorado. We met a seller who was not motivated the first time I came. And the second time I came for skiing, about six months later, he was a lot more motivated. I said, well, I've never lived in a place that gets 400 inches of snow a year and coming from San Diego sea level to 10,000 feet as a big life change. I'd like to rent it for a couple of years before I buy it. He dropped his price. He gave 5,000 down, 5,000 a month, and he came back to me in six months and dropped the price again. And I bought the property. Since then, it was the right property in the right location. I've made improvements to it. And in 17 years, that property has made me over $2 million.
1: How has it made you the $2 million?
0: Between improvements that did not cost uh, as great, a, that did not cost that great a deal and appreciation in the area. I'm right near a ski area that was bought and sold several times by InterWest and some takeover firms. And the valuation has gone up tremendously.
1: Got it. So it's is it equity or have you pulled that out and, and used it for investing purposes?
0: I didn't need to, thank God. I've done that on other properties, but I did not have to pull out the equity. I like properties that are free and clear. I always have that equity if I ever need it for other investing or I can use it for retirement or whatever I want. I've always focused on making the highest payment I can afford on my properties so that I can get rid of the mortgages. I don't like making banks rich. They have enough money.
1: What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate?
0: Oh my goodness, tenants and toilets. I thought when I first got started that I had to be a landlord, a bill collector, and a maintenance man. You do not get rich babysitting tenants and toilets.
1: And did you have a personal example or uh, experience on a property where it was like the breaking point?
0: Oh yeah, it was when early in my career in New Jersey, I had this uh, my first condo. It was really scary. It took all my savings to buy this condo, and then I was going to rent it out. And I never I thought people pay their rent on time. And I met uh, Marty and Morticia Satanowski. Maybe you've heard of them. They're the tenants from Hell. <laughs> have you ever met them? I have.
1: Yeah, I, I've met a couple of them actually, and their cousins.
0: Yeah, and I learned from that experience that life is too short to deal with the, the government, the regulations, chase eviction. I went to law school, Joe, because I was tired of paying shy st- uh, attorneys all the time for evictions.
1: <laughs> What's the best ever place to reach you, Claude?
0: My phone number is 970-726-7979. I answer my own phone.
1: And then online?
0: ClaudeDiamond.com. C-L-A-U-D-E, diamond like a diamond ring.com.
1: Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Claude, and talking about the guts selling method and then going through it with us and doing the role playing and going each step, going through each step of the process. As you mentioned, it's about agenda, qualification, commitment, and close. Agenda, you want to set the premise of what will happen, be very transparent about, you know, if if it makes sense to do business, then we're going to do business. If not, that's okay to say no, and uh, my feelings won't be hurt. As you mentioned a couple times, you're about having adult conversations, friendly adult conversations, and then the qualification part where you ask questions, use empathy for the best ever listeners looking to learn more about empathy and how to approach that. Uh, Episode 362 uh, with Carla Blumenthal, she actually talks about uh, using empathy and how you were talking about that you ask them, do you mind if I ask some questions? And then, as you said, you kind of go in easy and you gain that likability and you just learn, but you do it quickly. You do it within three minutes and by that time, you're likely to have an idea of, of if you're going to do business with them or not. And then the commitment is, as you said, only summarization where you review with the prospect by stroking and nurturing and then just Reiterating what was discussed and then the closing where you kind of bring it all together and you say, hey, can we move forward today? Yes, no, or fix it. And then you kind of address appropriately and we went through the role playing. So, and then also, I think uh, underlying this is the type of energy that you have. I mean, it, it just bursts through.
0: Thank you. It's very nice of you.
1: Yeah. And, and I think that comes through doing what you love, as you mentioned. And then also, which I never talk about on the show, um, except once when I talked about a, a seminar, I went to the diet where you said, you've got to have your carrot juice, you swim, you bike. You mean you talked about five different marathons you did. I, I think that's important too, because we don't have the energy, then we don't have the you know, the, the ability to move and shake and, and have these conversations and, and have them intelligently because it all ties together. So thank you so much for being on the show, sharing your advice. And is there anything you want to mention as parting words to the best ever listeners?
0: Just everybody, you can have a lot of fun and give good fun. And thank you, Joe. This was a lot of fun. Good interview, man.